What's up, you dirtbags? We are back with a huge, huge episode. Uh, you guys asked and we're answering. All the questions we're getting are surrounding money, financing, finances. Uh, so we have two of the best guests in studio right now. But first, my name is Luke Egebrod and I'm your host of the Dirtbags podcast. I've got my co-host, Luke Payne, owner of Black Iron Dirt, in studio wearing that Buildwit shirt, looking good. And now introducing our two guests. Uh, Luke and I are so grateful um, that you two joined us in studio. We've got Ryan and Jake from Kinetic Leasing, the OG Dirtbag Partners. How are we doing, boys? How's it going, fellas? How are we doing? Cheers. Boys, thanks for joining us. Thanks for taking the time. I see the big horn whiskey on the table. Absolutely. Shout out to our unofficial official sponsor, yeah. horn <laughs> Willie's Distillery. Beautiful drink. Yeah, good stuff. Hey, good. Luke. That that sponsorship's coming as long as we keep plugging them. So exactly. I mean, they have. It's one of those things where it's a no until they say yes, and we just got to keep plugging until that yes <laughs> comes. Yeah, it's it's either they're going to say yes or send us a restraining order. One of yeah. the two. Yeah, I'm I'm fine with getting a restraining order. I'll keep ordering <laughs> their stuff. That's fine. Yeah, at least at least they uh, answered back. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Well, yeah. Again, guys, thanks for thanks for joining us. Like Luke had said, there's been a lot of questions asked for us about like different financing like different money questions to where we were both like we need to get ryan and jake on to just answer these questions because we're obviously not the professionals in this field um a little background with kinetic leasing and the black iron and western side these are our go-to guys this is who we get, this is who we're going to with pretty much everything now just because they're so easy to work with and i'm not saying that because you guys paid me 10 grand to say that yeah um, I'm just kidding. No, I'm saying that because I mean, fine, I'm, a, I'm an actual customer and it's, I, I've enjoyed working with you guys. Your sales guys are great. Obviously you guys are great. Um, and so, yeah, just, I'd like to kind of dive into the process to show, you know, people that maybe, maybe have questions about these can maybe get some of them answered. Um, like, first of all, you guys are a little bit different than like a traditional bank. If you would kind of explain like, what you guys do yep yep and i i mean i can kick it off i would say the main difference between us and a main or traditional bank is going to be the money down factor i would say that's the biggest thing the 100 financing is big to a lot of guys they don't want to lay out you know 10 to 30 percent down cash up front for something like that they'd like to keep it in their pocket and in today's world you never know what's going to happen yep. so i think the longer you can keep it in your own pocket versus shelling it out you know it's it's more beneficial to use that money to for other operating needs. It's what I've seen. 100%. 100%. And people are scared of the word lease. Uh, it helps their cash flow in that aspect too by putting a big balloon on the back end. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, 20, 30% balloon on the back end, your, your payments are going to be much lower than if you're doing a straight 60, 72 month loan. Um, so you're saving money up front and throughout the stream, and you're still building equity in that piece of equipment too. So it's it's a win-win for people that aren't flush with cash. So. Right. Yeah. What's give me what's a balloon? Like give me kind of a scenario. Yep. Um, I would say you're so you're buying a 2015 piece of iron, you know, it's skid steer, excavator, loader, whatever the case is. Um, we would take basically 20 to 35, maybe 40 percent, depending on what the equipment is and the value. And we would take that off the top end price. So that would get placed directly on the back end, which in turn drops your monthly payments quite a bit. 
you know, through the stream and the lease. And that balloon doesn't accrue interest. It doesn't go up, doesn't go down. It's fixed on the back end. So you're aware, yep. you know, it's not like that car lease where you come to it and it's like, well, you got to pay double to own it. Yeah. Right. Still entitled to all the equity in the piece as you make the payments. So, and it'll say specifically on the documents for a renewal period. So when you come to that balloon, you have the choice of either paying that off, trading it in, or that stated renewal period, say 18 months, you pay 18 more monthly payments and you own that piece of equipment. So it's everything's leased to own. Okay. Nothing's going to be where we're going to come take that piece back from you. Right. Like a true walk away. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So obviously you guys kind of dabble in more of like the construction space, right? You're not like, do you, are you, do you, do you like vehicles? Is it more construction equipment? Like what's kind of like your realm of customers? Yeah. Anything commercial, I'd say our, what we call our box one customer is going to be the contractors. And we focus, we, we really did a kind of a revamp when some of our older sales guys left and we focus on, I would say five or 200,000 revenue to let's say 5 million. And we focus yeah. on kind of those smaller, smaller contractors. Um, that are buying a couple pieces of equipment every year. And that's just kind of been our bread and butter lately. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, the old, older guys, they would go after the big companies and, you know, the 30 to 50 million in revenue and and try to get a hundred plus schedules from them. But yeah. you're, you're making this much on those guys because they're, they're really rate sensitive mm -hmm. versus the guys that are just getting into it. I mean, you, you get to charge them a little bit more because they're maybe messy with their financials. They're, their credit scores might might be undeveloped or that sort of thing. So, yeah. Well, you're also a business. So, I mean, right. on your guys's end, you have to make money as well. So with someone starting up, do you see a lot of like pushback with like, oh, hey, my rate you guys said is 5% or whatever it may be. I feel like there's not as much fighting for that, especially with how they've jumped right now. But yeah. You know, I don't think there is. A lot of guys know the situation they're in. And we do the good credits. We do the middle of the road credits and do the tougher guys. So everything's going to be based on their credit profile for the most part. We just found that the guys that don't have as sophisticated financials are for us are almost the easiest ones to work with too. Okay. So because you're putting a lot of work in, in, in some cases for, like Jake said, minimal margin, right? But yeah. the guys that they want to get done, they want to get in, get out, you know, it's more beneficial for both sides. Yep. So, and it's not that the pricing is so far through the roof, but it's just easier. You yep. know, they explain, hey, here's what it's going to be. Let's get you in it. Let's get you making money. Um, so at the end of the day, it's, I would say that's more beneficial for, for both Get sides. that thing moving, get it out the door, like you said, making money. Yep. Okay. Take us through, like, give me a scenario. Let's, let's run through like a process of what it is. And I know we can use, we just bought a new, or we're buying a new machine and we're going through that process right now. Say I'm a new customer and I come to you guys and say, Hey, I want to buy this machine for 300 grand. Yep. What are the, like, obviously the kind of the first stops would be like Isaac or whoever else, right. Or who do yep. they, who would they talk to first? Uh, majority of the time it would be me. Or if I, if it comes through a dealership, it's me. If it comes through the customer after we get a vendor funded deal, it goes to the internal sales guys Okay. for the most part. So and Jake handles a lot of the sales too. So it just depends on what avenue it comes in from. Okay. Then wherever it comes from, say they come with you with a dollar amount and they're like, I want this machine. What does it take to get it done? What do you like? What are your guys' steps of requirement basically? Yeah, I would say for a brand new customer for that dollar amount, we're going to want to see pretty much the whole nine yards, just like a bank would. So we're going to, we're going to want two years of taxes, two years of personal taxes. If you're not a schedule C or a sole proprietor, um, we're going to want to see balance sheets, internal statements to match your tax returns just to see if there's any differential there. Um, 
we're going to pull your credit. We do soft pulls here now, so it doesn't actually show up as a credit pull and won't ding your, ding your scores. Um, and then, you know, for 300,000, we're probably going to want a personal financial statement as well, which is just your personal assets and liabilities, that sort of thing unrelated to the business. So um, maybe we should do, maybe we should do a different dollar amount. Like what's a, what's a good starting dollar amount to where you guys so, are like, yep, here's what we need. I'd say 75 to 150,000. Okay. So typically on that, you know, if it, if it fits the credit profile, it's app only maybe a year end tax return or financial statement, something like that. Um, as we grow the customer though, from there, that's when we would want to get that full package. But I'd say if you're a new guy came to us, you time in business a couple years in, you know, fill out application, decent credit score. If, you know, we ask for a snippet right on the application of your financial data. If that fits the bill, it fits the, the mark pretty much a done deal. Now I'm coming from the sales side, so I can let Jake just verify that. So I don't there's, look silly. There's just, <laughs> there's just so many nuances with it. You know, if you're under, it's an industry-wide standard. If you're under three years time in business, we treat that as what we call a startup phase of a business. So it's going to be tougher to get you done. Uh, 300,000 for a startup is going to be very tough anywhere you go. Yep. Um, people like to see that business has been established. You're, you're making money. Um, but something in the 50 to 75, maybe even a hundred thousand for a startup, uh, dirt company like you guys, I mean, it's doable. Um, we'd like to see that you've already made some money, not a, not a fresh startup with a, Hey, I got a, I got a plan and I, I need, I got an idea and I got a dream. Yeah. Here we go. Here's yeah. what I want, man. Yeah. 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 We like to see that you somehow made some money without any equipment, maybe you're renting it or that sort of thing. And, you, and you've shown that you have the ability to make money. Yeah. Um, I'd say experience too, industry experience. I mean, say, Luke, say you went and started your own company again, right? You worked for somebody for four years. You know what you're doing. You have contacts. That That's another plus on a startup side that maybe will go to 100 versus 70 okay. or, 50 or something like that. That yeah. you're able to establish those connections. You have a network out there that's going to feed you business, you know, from a referral standpoint. Well, it's us more yeah. comfortable, I would, I would yep, say. That makes sense. So top two like most important documents what would those be i would say for me it'd be the application and then year-end financial statement maybe year to date depending where we're at in the year okay. like that, Jake, or what do you think Keeping good uh like well calculated quickbooks i see so many guys that have like negative liabilities on their balance sheets and just you can tell that they either do it or their wife does it who maybe did a couple of years of college you know accounting classes or something no what they're doing no idea it's just messy as all hell and and you just i look at it and i'm like i don't even know what this yeah. means so so if the normal person can't follow it who doesn't have that great background it's probably not i mean and i like to say too for uh, this is obviously once you become a little more established paying for a good accountant is gonna is gonna pay for itself eventually with with lower interest rates and uh, clean clean financials to us we will be able to get you low interest rates. I mean, this it, as long as you can show us that you're making money, you cash flow, yeah. and you're not buried in debt, we're gonna we're gonna be able to get you guys low rates and and establish a good relationship. So, yeah. do you guys ever recommend like a good accountant? Because I feel like you get that a lot, where you take a look at their books and it's just a mess. Like, do you ever say, "Hey, take this card, contact them, and then come back to us in like six months"? Right. Is that something? Surprisingly, I wouldn't say very often. I mean, some of the guys, and again, it, it speaks to what part of our box one customer doesn't have the best financial information, right? So 
I mean, not a lot. I think our owner's dream would be to have an accountant on staff and insurance guy on staff yeah. here, you know, but it, there's a lot of time that's over that. It's that's a badass idea. Plan. Holy cow. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely been a business plan that's floated around here is that, hey, let's let's be an accountant for some of these guys that yeah. are writing their balance sheets on a napkin. You know, it's like yeah. it's a lot of people out there could use good financial help. So straight up a one-stop yeah. shop. I like that idea. And Tell Al to fucking do that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh shit, right? I made it halfway through the insurance book and it gets pretty down dry. So it's I, insurance. No thanks. I made it, I yeah. made it one page through yeah. the book, and I said, no, "Yeah, Jake, I'm with you. I don't even think I would have opened the book." Oh shit! Yeah. These guys would be out having beers and stuff. I'm like, I'm trying to study for an insurance test. Six, seven years after college, I guess I forgot how to freaking study. So I'm done. <laughs> Ryan's like, "I'm a sales guy. I don't want this yeah. insurance shit. We're it's done." Yet, right? Not worth the yeah. extra bucks, not at all. Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, Luke, in a way, that's kind of like what we're doing with the Dirtbags platform is instead of us learning how to do insurance, learning how to do financing, learning how to you know be a lawyer, it's like we're just going to connect the dirt world with those people that do it every single day. So, I mean, that's where Kinetic Leasing came in, the OG, the OG. Dirtbag partner. This, we, we sat down with you guys. I remember it had to have been... Shit, it had to have been in like January, I think, yeah, yeah. that we kind of came to you and we're like, hey, this is kind of our idea. What do you guys think about it? I think it was right around January. Was that, it was yeah. cold. It was cold as hell. I remember that. Yeah. January. So not quite a year, but we're coming up to it. So I like that. That's fun. Um, there's so many different avenues like on this topic that we were just going over to that you can dive into. I mean, there's, like I said, there's just so many nuances. If you're two years time in business, if you if you made it to three, that's the magical number that's when you start, you know, getting the lower rates and that's when you start, you need cleaner financials and you need to, you know, every time that you come to us for a piece of equipment, you, you uh, probably text your accountant, whatever email her, she sends us over the updated QuickBooks. It's all clean. It's all there. And, and we get you done. And that's, yeah. that's how it goes. And, you know, if you're, if you're just starting out, you're in that two year time frame, we can get you done for a Bobcat 50, 75,000 off purely credit score and maybe, hey, I, I did 200,000 revenues last year. Okay, perfect. You got a 750, two years time in business, you did 200,000 revenues, we'll get you done. Boom. Yeah. And uh, that sort of thing too. And we go down to even the tougher credits. You know, if you're if you're struggling, you maybe had an auto loan charted out back in 2017, you were going through tough times and now you're you got your own business, you're doing good, things are kicking, you're one year in business. We'll take a chance on you for a $50,000 Bobcat. It's going to be a little higher rate, but you know, your credit pass kind of yeah, yeah. gets you there. So like you said, you're getting them the machine and they're getting out and making money, which is what right. they wanted. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Jake question off of that point though. Um, you know, if somebody's just starting out, cause we get a lot of listeners that are just starting, maybe they're one year, two years in, like in your opinion, when is it, good to rent and then switch over to financing your own equipment. I mean, what's kind of that period, especially if it's difficult for them to get financing, like, what do you kind of see uh, for that? Is it just gaining that experience up in the revenue? Um, yeah, I would almost toss that question back to someone like Luke, like in your first couple of months of operating, what were you doing? Did you, were you able to secure financing for equipment right off the bat? Were you able to, cause I, I would suggest to people that they probably rent for the first couple of months because it's almost virtually impossible if you have not generated a penny of revenues to get financing, I would, I would venture to say that. So I was an idiot and I bought right away just because I wanted to say, yep, just went and bought a skid steer. I yep. thought that was really cool. But 
in this point in time, I feel like product availability has really turned the renting market into a market that I don't want anything to do with just because it's yeah. like three times, the cost is three times what it would be to own the piece, right? And obviously if it's like a two to three day job, sure, I'm sure they'll get you a deal, but like a, like a month rental, I remember on one of the projects we had to, we had to rent an excavator and the excavator was like 10 grand to rent it. And I got the bill and I threw it and I was like, fuck this. I don't want to pay that. I was like, that's three months right there. Obviously right. I had to pay it, but I was, I was just mad. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know. I think it depends on the time too for yeah. right now. I wouldn't suggest renting, but I mean, for people that can't secure the financing, it, it, you know, that's what you have to do to make it work, which is a little harder. Maybe, maybe you go out and, and secure financing under your own personal credit score with a bank or something. It, I think, I, you know, in a butler, or like a cat finance, maybe they'll do a personal loan for you just when you're starting out. But you, you want to develop business credit. You want to eventually put something under your business's name and show that you have business credit out there because like I said, it's just a compound. You're, you're going to start, yeah. lenders are going to start seeing that you're paying other lenders back you're going to get lower credits for um, interest rates, that sort of thing. So, yeah. so I think I'll, I didn't, uh, go, sorry, ahead. Ryan, go ahead. Oh, you got it. I was going to say, I didn't know businesses had actual credit scores yep, until like 2020. Yeah. Tell, yeah. Like, tell us a little bit about that. Like what, yeah. what are things that people, obviously, like you said, Jake, put something under that business name to show that you're paying it back. But what are some other steps people can do to kind of heighten that credit score? Because I mean, I, I still don't know a whole lot about it. You know, just all I see is when I sign the line is, hey, that's going in my business's name. I don't have to have that on my credit card or <laughs> right. whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, I would say the business payment report, it's similar to a personal credit report for business. So anything, and I want to say rentals even might show up on there. Um, so anytime you're taking out a rental, you're doing an equipment finance deal, a lease, these companies report every year to payment, basically is what it's called. So it shows that you got member one, lend you 5, 10, 20, 50, however many thousands of dollars. It shows your pay term. It shows how often you might be 30, 60, 90, 120. Um, so really, we can gauge you on a business based on that. You know, on the on a business. Payment? A payment. Yeah. Yep. It goes, it, it goes a long way. You're going to see a lot of the capital finances, the cap finance, Case New Holland, John Deere, all the, all, the, all the big dealerships that have in-house in financing, they'll report to that and we, we get to see how, how people are paying those guys back, how, the, how they're paying other equipment finance companies back. The only people that don't report to it are small community banks, but like the bigger banks, the, like the Wells Fargo, U.S. Bank, they're all reporting. Bank that. Of the West, so, all of them, yeah. Yeah. so if all of your loans are through a small town community bank, good for you, because usually those guys will treat you well. That, that's who we work with. That's, that's our funding network is small community banks uh, and Northern Minnesota is some of our best banks, um, just, just small towns that don't get a lot of commercial loans and we supply those to them. So they're looking because their portfolio is mainly A. And so they look to us to supply them with smaller contractors and, and good hard asset type deals. So yeah. what's your guys' so, region? I, I would say we're more, we're, I mean, we're national in a sense that we'll take a look at it because a lot of these dealers have online presence. Yep. You know, so if we get a dealership here in Fargo who's selling to Montana or to Colorado, something like that. We can do that. I would say the five states surrounding North Dakota, for the most part, is our sweet spot. Um, the further up you get, the harder it is to find anything or to find them or get a hold of them too. You know, so we really have focused on you know the five six state region around around us. 
I like that. So let's say, yeah, I mean, that's, that's a great question. So let's say we have somebody listening who's out in Connecticut, because we have a lot of East coast listeners. Um, how does that process work? Like, should they still reach out to you? I mean, yeah. is that just, definitely? Okay. Yeah. I'd say, I'd say we can get comfortable up to about 200,000 out of area. After that, it gets difficult for us, just like I said, because our banks are in this Midwest region and they, the further out you get, we only have a couple that'll dabble with the, you know, yeah, other part of the country. So unless, yeah, unless we choose, go ahead. It's, it's a little complicated to explain. We can maybe touch on that later, but we get to um, guarantee basically stuff that uh, under 200,000 is, is kind of what we take our risk on. And then if, uh, if you're worthy of, credit to a bank, we'll sell it to a bank, but we still service it. Okay. So everything is coming from Kinetic, but if you're credit worthy, if you have a clean financial packet, we sell it to a bank yeah. and they take the full risk on it. Right. Okay. Right. Is that considered like a competitive advantage for Kinetic leasing that you do shop around banks? I mean, it because you do get like, you can check out different rates. Oh, absolutely. It's, I think it's beneficial for the customers because we have yeah. access to a, a 300 plus bank network. So we, we can get the lowest rates and we have banks that are hungry for these types of loans. So, and we don't, it's, it's not like the dealership either where they're shopping it out to five banks and they're pulling credit five times. Everything's done in-house. The only difference is the funds come through a bank partner. But like you said, we still service, we still collect no credits pulled other than, you know, that connected. So the bank never contact yeah it's it's everything's through kinetic we only deal with the bank for our money and our yeah so you'll never yeah. from that bank or even see them so that makes sense and another question so you know we we work with the same customers i mean we're in the one to ten million dollar range for construction companies and uh with a few companies we're seeing cash flow has been an issue so i've, I've seen line of credit tossed around quite a bit and like that term um, if you guys could touch on that a little bit, just what does line of credit mean? And like, when would it make sense for a construction company to, to search out a line of credit? Yeah, I would say it depends on size. I mean, if you're coming into crunches where you're not getting paid, um, your accounts receivable is not coming in, you know, that kind of thing, or the bank's comfortable enough to give you a line of credit to buy equipment without going to them. You know, so it's a pre-established amount. If it's 500,000, if it's a million, you can say, hey, Mr. Banker, I want to go buy a $200,000 excavator. You know, they'll know your business. They'll say, yep, go ahead, throw it online. They term it out, you know, after you buy it. So it's more of a, it's easier for them to secure equipment fairly quick versus coming to somebody like us. You know, so it's already approved up to that amount and they can advance on it as needed or pay it down as needed. I see. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yep. Did I yeah. Do you, do you have people come to you like asking for a line of credit and then do you just say, we don't typically do that. You can check out with your bank or how does that work? If somebody were to it's ask you. not in our realm. So we, we don't do any line of credits here at Kinetic, but we, if someone were to come to us, we would try to refer them to the nearest bank. Let's say a guy in Monticello or something comes to us. Right. We, got, we got banks in the cities everywhere. And we say, Hey, we work with this bank all the time. They're awesome. There's their number. Here's the banker's name. Yeah. Uh, and get them in with them. So, yeah, I think it's crazy. And I see this all the time when somebody will call like a construction company and say, Hey, do you do tree removal? And they'll just say no and hang up. It's like, mm -hmm. have somebody in your tool belt that you can right. refer out to just like you guys are doing with banks. It's like, Hey, we work with these guys in Monticello. They're awesome. Go check them out. Even if you're not getting like a kickback or anything, like you're helping that client and you're also helping that business. And I just think it's crazy when people 
don't have like other businesses to refer right. out to and they just like hang up on them right away. Yeah. And we've started doing that on the personal loan side too. So we're strictly commercial for everything we do. We're not set up for a personal loan. We do have a bank partner that we work with that allows us to give our customers an option. So if they came to us and wanted that skid steer for their hobby farm or for their home for snowmobile, that kind of thing, we do have that outlet for them too. Now that's more Midwest focused, you know, for that yeah. group of customers because that's where the bank is. Um, but we've really tried to offer that to our main group of customers surrounding us. Not to, a tool for our vendors, I guess, just that to, to help them sell more equipment because they do get a lot of consumers for you know, like you say, in the hobby farms and that sort of thing. So, yeah, definitely. Um, and obviously you guys are based out of Fargo, North Dakota, but you have another office in Minnesota. Marshall. Marshall yeah. We got one guy working out of there. We used to have a couple in Colorado. It's, it's salespeople kind of come and go, you know how it goes. So it's a, uh, it's a tougher industry for sales. That's for sure. Ryan, some off on the knack for it and he's, he just kills it out there, but um but yeah it's we've we've had remote people we got actually one of our guys austin young i know luke you you know him he's moving back to the cities he's going to be working remote out of uh i think minneapolis so yeah, he's our star pupil so the the kid's moving out of the house pretty much god he's 18 <laughs> and he's going to college yeah, yeah exactly it'll be thank god you guys aren't empty nesters thank god you got isaac to get yeah he'll do good down there i mean he's really it took him a while to catch on but he, he's ready i think yeah. to out there, so. Oh, Austin's been great to work with when I worked with him. He was, yeah, he knew his stuff. So I, I enjoyed him. That's for sure. Um, switching gears a little bit, you guys had mentioned on like the commercial side of things too. So, you know, kind of on the flip side of consumers, you know, there's also a lot of businesses that kind of reach out to us too. Do you work directly with like other companies? Like say it's like a, like a Swanston or, uh, you know, like a, like an equipment dealership. Do you work with anyone like that? Yeah, that's where a big part of our business comes from. Uh, we really shifted, I'd say, four years ago to be more vendor focused, okay. uh, four or five years ago, maybe. So I'd say North Dakota, Minnesota, South Dakota, even in Iowa, we have Bobcat dealerships, cat dealerships that we do work with. Um, so they'll, we're kind of their first, second choice, you know, in a sense where the captive's not going to do it, they come right to Kinetic. Okay. So that's where I'd say we get a good bulk of our business from. Or the captive won't do used equipment for 60 months. And that's where we can come in and say, hey, we'll do it for 60 or 72 even. We'll, we'll do 60 with a balloon on it. You know, yeah, yeah. We, get, we get a lot more flexible than the big guys do. So for some reason, they just, they just won't touch a 2014 skid steer for right. 60 months and put a balloon on it. But we're like, hey, we know the value of it. We're comfortable with it. Right. And we yeah. work in Luke's industry, right? With all the same customers. So you know what the equipment's worth, we know what you need it for. It's more of a personal connection at that point between you and the finance company, because we understand, you know, they have a grid, it doesn't check the box, they're not gonna do it for the most part. Yeah, I, I feel like with the bigger companies, they, they almost like, if it falls off of that grid and it, you know, it's just a no, no matter what. Right. And they're, they're, yeah. it's either yes or no. But I feel like with you guys, you can get the full story. You can get the background. You can take a look at their past experience, their past companies they've owned or worked for. So there's got to be a lot more flexibility in, you know, I guess a smaller operation than like some of these big, huge corporate companies. Yeah. We threw the grid away in our credit department. Yeah. We, we used to have one in South Dakota. A couple of years ago, it's been gone. Yeah. So we like to we like to hear the people's story. We like to hear them out, and um, that's what we. That's our bread and butter here yeah. at Kinetic. So just right. kind of the smaller guys that are 
uh, local to the Midwest. So in our uh, credit committee, you'll hear that thrown around, maybe, maybe not in the bigger contractors. It's for us, it's in-house. Jake heads up the credit side. We got Al. Brent, I don't know if you met, met him yet, Luke, but um, basically it's three, four guys that are looking at this when we bring it in and they say, hey, yep, you know, let's, let's do it. So it's not a every other week meeting, you know, where the credit's sitting on the table for, you know, 10 days before a decision's made. And pretty much anything in your guys' world, the dirt world, we're, we're doing it. Chances are we're doing it unless they literally don't have a heart. Yeah, team, so. right. I'm uh, glad Jake just said that because we got some pending deals coming on. So I love go. to hear that. All right. Yeah. That that's good. That's good. Risk takers, man. We got yeah, risk takers. Risk right? takers. No I like it. Yeah. No, that's that's really cool. And again, I attest to it because I use you guys pretty much for everything now, just because I'm honestly kind of sick of just the yes or no to where you guys are like, okay, well, it was it was a no on this one, but give me a little background, give me a little history, you know, show me, show me, show me this, show me that. And then you kind of make it work in a sense, right? Obviously. There's some people that can't be done. We get that. But to where you guys take the time, I feel like that doesn't really happen in your industry, right? Right, right. 100%. So, yeah, I like that. That's really well, cool. And you're, you know, if you go with the Wells Fargo, you might get a slightly lower rate, but you're going to be talking to 10 different people. Right. You're never going to have a personal relationship with 1-800 customer service with Johnny over there or whatever that you talk to the first time. And, and when you come to us, you're always going to talk to either three of us, you know, yeah. you know, it's always going to be the same people. Yeah. You're going to get a, an answer every time you call and it's, it's just going to be a more personal relationship. So yeah. I did text Isaac on a Sunday night at like nine and he texted me back. So shout out to Isaac for that. So. Yeah. Hey, there you go. Yeah. You need to come by. And so we locked down the fob. Just keep Make sure you night. show up one time. There, there's a <laughs> Hopefully yeah. he's not late tomorrow after I back. Oh, he's late every day, man. <laughs> he's getting like sandwiches. <laughs> What's that? He's getting you guys breakfast sandwiches. So yeah, that's yeah. that's got to give him a little leeway. The Chick-fil-A runner. Yeah, we're keeping Chick-fil-A in business. For sure. Keeping the lights on. Keeping yeah. the lights on. Oh, that's yeah. Each, each, uh, each Chick-fil-A sandwich buys him another 15 minutes late. So, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah. I think he's got to be at least 10 sandwiches in then. because yeah. <laughs> He's got them today. Yeah. He's got it dialed in, but I want to take a second too to plug um, the partnership that we have on the website with Kinetic Leasing. So if anyone listening is interested in getting a free quote or just like interested to learn more, all you have to do is go to dirtbagspodcast.com and hit the partners tab. I changed it from sponsors to partners today, just so that it makes more sense. Hit Kinetic Leasing, you'll fill out a form on there. And then they'll get right back to you. So right to super easy. Yep. yep. It'll go right to them. They'll, they'll hit you up. They'll give you a call or send you an email. And uh, so, yeah, you can just go to our website and then obviously, um, you know, that helps us out as well. Just continuing to build the channel as well. So dirtbagspodcast.com. Dirtbags. Just to touch you guys on are tech, you guys are it. Sorry, Luke. when it does come in, I mean, we can literally get you done that same day. We can get you an approval. We got eDocs now. You'll get them via on your cell phone. You sign them. Boom. We get we get the funding out the door as soon as we get those docs back. Yeah. Everything could be turned around in one day. So yeah, eight hours a day. Yeah. Man, you're, that's crazy. crazy. You're buying a piece. You go into the dealership. You're like, yep, I want this. The next day you could be taking it home. Yeah, that yeah. doesn't happen very often. That's super yeah. cool. What I was gonna say is we need to get them some dirt bag stuff. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. We're work, we're waiting on our designs to come back. I think we sent them off like a month ago now, and we're yeah. still waiting to hear. But you guys are official dirt bag, so we need to get you. Yeah, some. We got it'll some be a ball makers, some ice balls with Kinetic on there. We'll get you some of those. We'll there we go. 
We got some shitty cam coos we can give you. A total wrong color, but they work. So <laughs> I think we were talking about this earlier. Luke, I don't know how good at golf you are, but maybe we have to do a golf outing. I think we have, to, Arizona we have to blindfold yeah. Jake and Ryan. Why don't we do it in January? <laughs> hey. That's that's what I'm saying. I'm in. I've got a lot of practice coming up this winter, and you guys are sitting in the snow, so I gotta I gotta work on my work on my game. Yeah. But I'm in. Well, we got sweet shots. It'll be open. Yeah. Oh, that's true. That's true. That's true. Okay, we'll be out there. I heard someone say they're like, "Yeah, sweet shots is really cool, but it's like the dollar store general of um, Top Golf." And I was like, "Oh, well, that's probably." Yeah. But I can't walk from the dollar store general to my house though, so I love it. That's right. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Hey, <laughs> yeah. And uh, and they've got blackjack in a uh, kingpin, so I mean they've got everything. I'm, there you in, go. yeah. I'm a big blackjack guy. I don't know if you guys gamble, but oh, I might. I don't know any... play, really. Ryan, I know you don't gamble. Jake, you gamble. I am 100% a gambler, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I can see it. I can see it. I mean, if I, I, knew, like... if I knew how to play, I would, but I just can't. I'm too drunk when I play, so I can never learn. I did that too, and I, and I like, watched other people play. I still don't know how to play, but I feel like I kind of know, like, what's going on. I know, like, face cards are good, low cards yeah. are not. So that's kind of where I'm at. But I feel like well, every time I get, like, a 20 or a 50 – in my wallet, I'm like, that goes right into the blackjack fund. Yeah. I don't care what anybody <laughs> says. Those are free dollars at that point. Yeah. I try not to carry cash for that reason because I know I'll just have a blackjack. <laughs> You're going to spend it. But yeah. when you spend it, it's like you never had it in the same place, right? Yeah. 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 Luke, we've got our we've got our little business trip in March in Vegas here. So we'll have to bring extra uh-huh. cash for business. Oh, boy, yeah. I just had a bachelor party there in July. So that was hell of an experience <laughs> how that would have been fun luke yeah. and i are going to the con or yeah con expo yep. like big construction so i'm super pumped oh, yeah. about that but that's right oh, Jake. That got married. have you been there either of you nope this is our first year ever uh, we're it's excited good for a, fine, a couple finance guys to get out there too then i'm sure yeah I you guys should come we probably should you should we can get oh, you no. some we can get you discount codes on tickets i think oh, it's wow. what podcast 20 or whatever for like the actual ticket I think a good reason to go down to vegas in march that sounds like a good idea yeah that sounds like a great time luke's luke's actually speaking oh are you oh, I think yeah oh, yeah yep. yep just talking about marketing having a good time and then yeah luke and i are going to hit up the tables after and go get some drinks go. and it'll be a good time nice sweet. you guys will have to maybe look at flights like and tickets idea. i actually just booked mine the other weekend luke yeah, I said no. I said no to the flights because they're a little expensive for us. So we're actually just driving. We said no. We're gonna we're gonna hoof it. I can't drive. So what was that? Are you from Vegas? It's like a four hour drive. It's not too bad at all. Yeah. Bob. Bob. Um, I actually booked two tickets for Riley and I, and I don't know if Riley's coming anymore. So I still have two flights. So if one of you wow. guys wants to come, <laughs> yeah. it was her birthday weekend too. And I feel bad. And I don't know if she'll listen to this, but I was like, yep, we'll do it right. So I bought us both first class. I oh, bought us a cool hotel. And then she's like, oh, Luke, I don't know if I can go. So I'm like, oh, and I didn't tell her that. So I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like no problem. I'm still going to go though. So, but yeah. Is that a pretty big deal then, Con Expo, or is that it's huge? It's huge. Yeah, they uh Massive. they they bring in one hundred and thirty thousand people just for the show, and it, it only happens one in every three years. So it's like everyone just itching like to get down there. I mean, it's an international show in Vegas, so everyone from all across the world that is even interested in construction is there. Oh wow, jeez, yeah, all the we, big we names. Were go. 
<laughs> you guys should probably go. Twist my arm now. Yeah. yeah that would you be and, tell Al and just tell him, hey, this is what's going on. Al, this is huge. Like, this is a really big deal. I bet he would. I bet he'd be like, yeah, you know, no, but he might have to go instead of you guys. Too big. Too big. Too big. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Luke, I almost a minute ago, I almost spilled the beans, but I think I should wait for uh yeah we'll wait on that one yeah we'll, we'll wait, wait. but we have we have yeah. a huge huge surprise coming up but i think we have to wait like a few weeks but yeah i i, I had to more weeks. i had to say it because i almost like blurted it out and i was like oh yeah, i think, it, <laughs> I, think I, it's saw, a surprise. Like, I saw like a weird look in luke's eyes and i was like what is he thinking yeah. over there <laughs> no it's it's just the whiskey it's the twinkle in my eye yeah, yeah. <laughs> we love it yeah, boys. Got, I love it. What, what um, topics can we touch before we uh, bounce out of here? Is there anything we missed? Or? Luke, I'm trying to think of other questions offhand. I know we had a lot of them, but we kind of took like the most important ones that were, you know, all around the same topic. But yeah, I've got kind of a different angle at it here. Um, so I met a contractor out of Colorado and he did something that I, I haven't met anyone else that's done it. I uh, started a construction company, mainly excavation, and saved up and paid cash for his first like little mini X, and then like used that and like has been saving up cash to buy. I think he bought an, either another mini X or a skid steer, um, which I just think is like crazy. Like obviously good for him because yeah. no no payments, no nothing, yeah. uh, little very little overhead. Do you ever see that? I mean, is that just or is that just crazy? Oh, yeah. We see it a lot. Yeah. The stubborn people that are like, I hate that. I don't want anything to do with it. But yeah. at the same time, it goes back to what I said earlier. You kind of need to build business credit because if you want to grow eventually, you're going to need to finance some things. You know, yeah. it's like, yeah. I mean, it's just not sustainable to continually pay cash for everything. So no. I just, yeah, we do see that a lot. Regardless of what Dave Ramsey tells everybody, <laughs> not all debt is bad debt. Right. I hate Dave Ramsey. There you go. I know I how Luke. I know how Luke feels about him, but um, let's take yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. I remember I was, and I'll go off on this topic, but I remember he's on TikTok and he always has like these little reels. And one time he was like, Yeah, if you're willing to finance me, whatever, how he talks. And he was saying, like, If you don't make a million dollars, you can't buy a new car. I'm like, Fuck you. If I yeah. want a new car, I'm going to go buy it. Granted, buy you, you got you to gotta live within yeah. your means. I get that. But yeah, like yeah. you said, not all debt is bad debt to where he's like, if you take out a $500 loan, you're probably going to go bankrupt. Yeah. Shut up, Dave. Yeah. Shut up, Dave. Yeah, yeah shut exactly. up, Dave. It's for irresponsible people that probably can't manage it. Okay, stay away from it. But for a business owner who needs it to grow, it's, yeah. it makes a lot of sense. I will say, Luke, I'm going to combat that with um, exactly that. I think he's speaking to the masses, like the 20 million people who are horrible. Like if they have a credit card, they're going to be they're going to be making payments for like months and months. It's going to be 27%, but person. like yeah. the yeah. average person or like the business owner, like, I think, I don't even know if this is true, but I think I've even heard him talk about business because I've been so curious, like, okay, well, how does a construction company legitimately do it without debt? And I think he, he had a good point of like, okay, well, if you're buying a truck, that's hundred K and it's going to make you 200 K go do it. Like, even if it's financing it. So I don't know exactly if that's what he said, but I think I'll have to, uh, go, I'll have to go listen to that one. You have to dig deep, but yeah. I think he does have a soft spot for business owners because he gets it of like, you'd need to spend money to make money. Right. Um, 
but for like the stupid people that are just consumer debt, you know, yeah. the, the yeah. stupid shit. Yep. Buying a Mercedes Benz on a 60K salary. Balling on budgets. That's what we, everybody loves to do, you know. It's all about the flex. It's all about yeah. the flex on the yeah. IG. I yeah. know, and this is probably, we're getting off topic here, but don't try to flex on people. One, no one fucking cares. But yeah. I remember there was a kid in high school that went down to Arizona, Luke, and he rented a Lambo just to take a picture and rev it. I think he paid like a thousand dollars. Dave Ramsey would be pissed. I'm actually kind of pissed at that. Probably still that kid's profile picture. Probably, probably. I can show you Jake in the shed up in Warble. That classic car shed. I got a good picture of Jake in one of that guy's cars, and that was free. Free will donation. Then, then that's fine. That was free. But if you're paying for it, God. Owns about 150 classic cars. It's pretty sweet up there. Good. That would be cool to see. That would be really cool to see. Is that one of the old guys that is always looking for like a 1988 skid steer that he's like, oh, I want to finance this at 20 grand. <laughs> hey, we actually just financed something that was made in 1969 the other day. There you go. No way. Like a lot of other companies, well, we look at it as a hard asset and we'll do it for you. So I mean, the iron's got to be worth something at the end of the day. Yeah. Scrap. Yeah. Scrap metal. I mean, whatever it's at, I think it's high right now, but wow, that's cool actually. How do you, I mean, do you value that or is that more of like the sentimental value? Uh, we just do it for the customer. I mean, if, they're, if they yeah. purchase a 1969 John Deere dozer, then that's what they want to buy and it clearly works for them. So yeah. we don't look at it, you know, we just look at it at a customer basis. If it's an old piece of equipment that they want, yeah, shit, let's do it. And those guys got the wherewithal to fix it too. Yeah. yeah. Majority. Yeah. You know, if I bought an old one, I wouldn't know what the hell to do with it. If it broke. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm just that guy. I don't I'm calling Luke. <laughs> hey, man. Don't don't call me. Because <laughs> I don't I don't know either. You yeah. should see my cat maintenance bill right now, just because I don't know how to fix stupid shit. But I have to say this side note. I just got a text from Riley. Am I not going to Vegas anymore? I need a studio, Luke. <laughs> yes, dear. I have your ticket. Dude, come on, Luke. You got to be better than that. I thought she told me she was going, but things. apparently she's still going. So fuck yeah, you're Luke's, going. Luke's conning. To the wall right now. Yeah, Luke's oh, conning it off to the. Again. I can hear you. <laughs> yeah. Luke's like, yes, yeah, I've got, I've got a first class flight if any boys want to go. And she's <laughs> like, am, am I not coming? <laughs> Let me get out oh. of the doghouse really quick. One sec. Yeah, it's all good, Luke. It, it, it happens, man. Um, but yeah, definitely you guys should come out. Because honestly, like, like I was mentioning, you know, our main customer is the one to 10 million. And like, we're seeing, even with the podcast, we're reaching that 200 K just starting out to like the 30 million. So getting to con expo, I mean, it's, it's just going to be so sick just to get out there and like shake hands, have drinks and like go do fun shit in Vegas. Absolutely. Are you guys kind of seeing the younger crowd? I would imagine for construction guys. Yeah. That's kind of absolutely we, yeah we like to see those younger guys too because it's we can just relate to them more yeah, and, and they're moving in they're taking over you know yeah. so it's apples to apples versus dealing with a guy you know that might be 60 years old you know we don't age discriminate but we like working with the younger right guys a little bit, yeah I'm sure, so. yeah i mean to be honest like because we do digital marketing for construction companies so typically like 90 percent of the time we're working with the 20 30 40 year old that is like taking over for the father yeah. that is kind of getting out of it and they see like okay, we make $20 million a year. We, we need a website or we need to start focusing on SEO and things like that. But same kind of thing with like these trade shows. Like I think 
just the energy is like, it's exciting. Like people are wanting to learn, they're wanting to meet people and just get together. So we, we've got a crew of like, I mean, there's gotta be at least a hundred contractors that we're trying to meet up with that are late twenties, early thirties, like starting their own business, you know, anywhere in that 200 K to 10 million and just like wanting to have a good time. But it's crazy how much we relate to each other. And Luke, what really opened my eyes was after that episode of James on the Dirtbags podcast, like it's crazy how many people we had reach out to us, uh, just like dealing with the same shit that he was dealing with. And it's like, it kind of opens your eyes of like, we're kind of all in the same boat here. Yeah. Yeah. It's well, not, I think that's all we needed to hear to convince Al to let us go down there with you. Yeah. Guys. I think so. Uh, big, honestly, you guys, honestly you guys would love, you guys we would gotta love bring our lives. I mean, my in-laws are in town. They'll take the kids. <laughs> You should bring up. I got. I'm. Well, I'm bringing. My wife's my. coming. We just, we just cleared that one up. There we go. There we go. Well, Ryan, our wife. Well, she's my fiance. She's not my wife yet. But our wives yeah, well, know each other. Somehow. They know each other. Yep. Yes. I think the first time I knew that was like five, six years ago, when we were partying. Now you weren't in the picture, but I, I wasn't in the picture. She wasn't doing anything crazy. It was just at a friend's apartment. <laughs> it was Nicole. All the girls from South, basically. So oh, they all the South there. girls. Yeah dangerous crowd dangerous i know dangerous crowd but jake knows too. jake oh, yeah. knows yeah. yeah i could barely get out of the house if I'm not Riley, my whole life and she's she was a hockey water gal for a long time if you didn't know oh that. no don't tell me that yeah oh she she was the water gal for the hockey team that was that's good fun Riley's good shit i love her i re- i remember we were talking one night she goes luke it's so weird that a lot of my friends in high school you're now doing business with I oh yeah. Like, yeah i know it is yeah. really weird but it's cool yeah. at the same time oh, for sure it just shows how small the world is but yeah absolutely yeah. Yeah. there we go we got it set up wives are coming fiance we're all gonna yeah it's gonna be anyone nice. listening we'll meet you guys there yep we got the business cards in hand yep oh yeah oh luke i wanted to tell you this before i forgot we got we need some merch so we can just I'll throw it in the car and we'll head out there cuz we need some dirt bags merch to start handing out to people. Dude, let's drive the strip and get one of those fucking blasters, those shirt blasters. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the people. t-shirt cannons. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. Like, it, I mean, I'll wear it like be... underwear and pass out your business cards too. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, like I dare you. I dare you. As long as they're Luke Edgar Bratton's cards. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, thanks. You honestly yeah. you can't do anything wrong if it's the dirt bags. It's like we call yeah. ourselves dirt bags, so it's like, I mean, go, go for it. You know, for sure. Yeah. No. Well, any questions on your guys's end for like us? Um, I know our listeners are going to find this pretty valuable just because we covered a lot of topics. And then also you guys gave really good examples, but again, like Luke said, if you guys do have questions, I mean, you guys are there to help. You guys have helped me tremendously. I know a lot of other companies that we've sent to you guys, you guys have helped. Um, so yeah, reach out with any questions. I mean, these guys will get you done. So yeah, for sure. I mean, if there's something that we didn't touch on or the questions weren't asked, give us a call. I mean, we're about as open as we can be and honest as we can be too. So if it's something that we can't do, we'll tell you, you know, a quick no is going to be better than a long drawn out. Yes. And like Luke, you had pointed out, we have people we can refer them to if, if we're not the source for them. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. And that their big website and reach out to us guys to open any questions. So yeah. And that's perfect. And that's what we're trying to do is just create that like frictionless relationship of like, okay, I don't want to just walk into a bank and try and describe what I'm going through. It's like, I want to reach out to some guys that I know or trust or listen to their podcast and like 
you know, so they reach out to us and we're already partnered with you guys and we work with you. And it's, I mean, that's, that's what we want is like, educate yourself before making a decision, talk to the people we talk to, you know, and it just, we, you can't, you can't know everything in business and you can't know everything about law taxes, financing. So reach out to people that you trust. And that that's what we're really trying to do is like be that vessel for these contractors to, you know, get them to the end source of what they need. For sure. Awesome. Yeah. All right, boys. All right, I Thanks think that's a wrap. And yeah. uh, we'll see you in March, huh? Hey, we'll see you in March. Or sooner if we're doing a golf deal in we'll, AZ. I'm yeah, empty, I'm, but. Yeah, we'll do a golf deal and then and then Vegas in March. Book it. I'm in. I'm in. Right. I hope I see you guys before March, but I am yeah. so Oh, we will. Well. We will, for sure. All right. We'll, we'll see you all winter in Arizona, and then yes. we'll see you in March. <laughs> Hey, we need we need a way to get an office in Arizona. Yeah. Right. So if you can prove us to Luke. our owner, hey, it's it's beneficial. Get your asses down there. Hell yeah. Right. Let's let's, let's make it happen. Construction 12 months out of the year. That's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Well, that's a wrap on the dirtbags episode. Thanks again, boys, and uh, we'll guys. talk soon.